0: Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, we are at the end of American Pharmacist Month. I hope that everyone had a good month celebrating pharmacy, pharmacists, pharmacy, technicians, everyone involved in the profession. And we just celebrated Halloween. Hopefully everyone had a good time trick-or-treating. I know it probably looked a little bit differently this year uh, since we've been wearing masks for most of the year, uh, not just for Halloween this year. A little humor for 2020 there. Anyway, a few updates before we get started into this episode, which is going to be part two of our Women in Leadership series. And this one is focused on women in pharmacy role models and career paths. So a few of the updates for uh, that I've been tracking specifically related to COVID are that CMS, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, is working to ensure coverage for payment of COVID vaccines. And I did see that they will be covering those. So it will be uh, interested to see if the health plans follow, which typically they do. Uh, A few other updates include that there is a... FDA-approved treatment for COVID, and remdesivir did get that approval. And speaking of vaccines, so uh, immunization month was in August, and we had a whole episode dedicated to that with a pharmacist, uh, Dr. Stephen Foster, who has served on the ACIP uh, vaccine uh, advisory panel for APHA for a number of years. And uh, the vaccine for COVID is coming along. Operation Warp Speed, as the Trump administration has been calling it, has been a uh, front effort uh, for uh, all of the uh, manufacturers, and Pfizer is actually... Uh, saying that they're planning to launch a vaccine at the end of November. And when we have a vaccine, we need to have a plan of how that gets out to the public. And uh, luckily, uh, HHS has already issued guidance that pharmacists can be involved in that. And that would include some qualified pharmacy technicians and interns to administer those vaccines. But of course, uh, a lot of people do uh, bring up the point that uh, payment and other things are always a challenge uh, because pharmacists are still not recognized under uh, Part B. So that is still needed, but it is good to see that uh, pharmacists are included in that. And uh, I believe that CVS and Walgreens actually Worked closely with the Trump administration to uh, be those uh, points of access for nursing homes. So they've both of those retail uh, chains have very large footprints all across the country, and we know that some of the most vulnerable populations for COVID include the elderly. And so um, it's great to see that they are using that large footprint of pharmacies to get that out there, but of course, with the caveat that long-term care facilities can still use their provider of choice. So lots of interesting things happening on the pharmacy front, and it is very important to stay involved with that. But before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that my book is now available on Amazon. Go check out How Pharmacists Lead, Answers from Women Who Are... Leading, Succeeding, and Impacting Pharmacy. It's a great book dedicated to women in pharmacy leadership. So now for the episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about women trailblazers. So now that we have already identified that there's a gap in women leadership, and please refer to that previous episode uh, that we talk about that, there is a need for us to go further by highlighting women who have already paved the way and are leaders. So it can sometimes be a little difficult to think of a female pharmacist or physician who has made such an impact or one as prominent in history as some of the trailblazers in history books, such as Clara Barton, Florence Nightingale, or even Marie Curie. So Clara Barton not only was she a nurse in the Civil War and founder of the Red Cross? She was a role model for me because I selected her for my third grade book report. Uh, so I was very interested in um, history and the Civil War and uh, all of the different wars and, and things. And uh, thought that Clara Barton would be a great female mentor uh, to study more about for that book report. And Florence Nightingale is yet another really well-known nurse who actually received a pin from the Red Cross in recognition of her service as a trainer for nurses during the Crimean War. And finally, the last female trailblazer that I mentioned was in the field of science, Marie Curie, who was the first woman to be awarded a Nobel Prize for physics in 1903, and then again for chemistry in 1911. And Marie Curie's discovery of radium and polonium led to breakthroughs in the field of medicine with the introduction of x-rays. Uh, so luckily in pharmacy, there have been actually been plenty of women trailblazers before us. So women in uh, across the country are in leadership roles and they may work in a variety of pharmacy settings uh, from community pharmacy, hospital pharmacy, health insurers, uh, healthcare care research organizations, physician organizations, home health, government agencies, or they may even own their own pharmacy-related business. And many of these female pharmacy leaders have had very unique career paths, uh, which highlight some of the changes in the profession from a focus on community and hospital pharmacy roles to others, such as consultants, authors, professors, and even entrepreneurs, It is exciting to see more women as entrepreneurs because there are many benefits for female-owned businesses. And uh, all of these leaders, uh, women leaders, uh, several of whom that I do highlight in my book, um, but there are many, many others who I haven't mentioned, and I'm sure that some of you are thinking about those in your own community and uh, that you've run across um, who demonstrate how they have helped their own organization exceed uh, its financial, clinical, and strategic goals. And maybe they've promoted gender equity in the C-suite or within their organization. And they're acting as a mentor to the next generation of leaders. All of those are really uh, who I think of and who you probably think of uh, when you think of a a female leader in pharmacy. Well, there are a lot of commonalities of of these female role models. And the first one uh, is taking opportunities. So this was a common theme from many of the female leader stories featured in my book, How Pharmacists Lead, Answers from Women Who Are Leading, Succeeding, and Impacting Pharmacy. And the, the willingness to seek and take opportunities uh, ran throughout many of their stories. And it was also true of my leadership story, even during my internship days on Capitol Hill, which led to My experience at HERSA Health Resources and Services Administration's Office of Pharmacy Affairs in Washington, D.C. I really did not even know what the Office of Pharmacy Affairs did when I was in pharmacy school, but I took the chance or took the opportunity uh, to connect with uh, a Ole Miss or University of Mississippi alum who was the director there. So uh, I had spent time on the Hill interning for one of the Mississippi Senators, loved Washington, D.C., loved uh, being there, but really wanted to go back and see what I could do in pharmacy. And as we all know, pharmacy is a small world, and one of the all Miss alums was in that position. So uh, it was a wonderful opportunity and uh, really provided a great background on Uh, all of the different federal programs, and particularly caring for the underserved population, which I use in my current role today. So as you can see, the willingness to take chances often opens doors to new career opportunities. Another theme seen in many of the female leader stories is that Most of them have found a niche or a particular field within pharmacy to excel. For example, Dr. Lauren Castle, who is the founder of the Functional Medicine uh, Association for Pharmacy, became passionate about functional medicine while researching how to better treat the root cause of some medical issues that her husband was experiencing. And Dr. Lisa Scholz, who is uh, a leader within one of the 340B companies, Century uh, Data Solutions, capitalized on her background in the 340B program uh, that she has had and built over a number of years and has made several unique career moves within that specific niche. So becoming an expert on a topic actually requires about 10,000 hours, according to Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers. And having this level of expertise supports one's confidence in themselves as well as others' view of you. And with so many different career paths available for a pharmacist, picking a niche can really be a tough choice. So as you're trying to identify your calling or your niche within pharmacy, you could consider asking yourselves a few questions. Who's in your network? What does the world need? And what makes you cry? And Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, describes this introspection as the hedgehog concept as a guide to that decision based on three factors. One, what are you passionate about? Two, what can you be the best in the world at? And three, what drives your economic engine? And speaking of staying on top of things throughout your career, it's always important to stay on top of new guidelines and recommendations. And the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast is lucky to have Rx Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Rx Destroyer is transforming the drug disposal space by bringing your facility and patients a simple and effective method of safely disposing of unused, unwanted medications. If you're and federal rules compliance, learn how Rx Destroyer can keep you DEA compliant by checking out www.rxdestroyer.com Hillary Blackburn. Yet another Common theme from many of the female leaders' stories is their focus on being a team player. Healthcare is, in fact, a team based sport or team based care. And as a leader, it's important to build a good team those who have similar values to you and those with different skills. And using screening tools uh, that I mention in the book can really help to ensure that you've got a diverse team. For example, having a representative uh, or a person from each of the different disc profiles, uh, and you can check more out about disc later, uh, is helpful for balance, to have that good balance and perspective to your team. And as I mentioned earlier, it's often said that pharmacy is a small world. So, you really never know when a former classmate or a preceptor may be your future boss or v- vice versa. Uh, so, it's always best to be a team player and build great relationships with others because you never know when you might want an in at a potential employer. So, finally, and to sum all of this up, uh, there is much opportunity for disruption in healthcare and a great need for more innovation from pharmacists. And identifying and sharing examples of female leaders can help to change perceived mindsets that only males are CEOs or whole leader, senior leader um Positions and organizations, or start their own businesses. So let's be grateful to all the women who have blazed the trails before us, who serve as role models, who are our biggest cheerleaders, and who challenge us to keep pushing our boundaries and breaking glass ceilings. Let's keep growing the next female leaders in the profession by mentoring others coming after us to help advance them in their careers. And that's the end of this episode. But if you want to hear more about pharmacists in leadership be sure to check out my new book now available as an ebook and paperback on amazon go over to amazon and search for how pharmacists lead answers from women who are leading succeeding and impacting pharmacy and i hope you check it out thanks again for listening to this episode we are going to be relaunching our newsletter so be sure that you're signed up Over at PharmacyAdvisory.com, there's a place to sign up for the newsletter, and we're going to be sharing some. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps us to get in front of more pharmacists and others interested in the pharmacy industry. We really appreciate your support in sharing this content. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.